Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. This is a live podcast from Sydney, Australia, recorded in January of 2022. I had an opportunity to go to Australia for a bit. I also had an opportunity to do a live podcast prior to the PWA show. And we're going to start that show in just a second. Just a reminder, though, I recently put out all of the Pro Wrestling Fringe episodes for free. This includes a brand new episode I did with the help of Colin Hunter from Kayfabe News about the time an 11-year-old Davey Boy Smith Jr. and his teenage friends, including TJ Wilson, wrestled in front of 10,000 WWF fans. Pro Wrestling Fringe is on its very own podcast feed. Download them wherever. I also have a weekly podcast called Wrestling Anonymous where I take anonymous phone calls about your wrestling interactions in the wild. All of these and video of this very podcast are ad-free on patreon.com slash coldcabana. It's a great way to support. All right, what a fun show this was. If you live in Australia, not even Sydney, Australia in general, make it a point to go see a PWA show. It reminded me very much of the top-notch American indie scene, so no need to travel halfway across the world. Just hit up the crew at PWA. All right, without further ado, let's start the show. This is the Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler, Colt Cabana. All right. How you guys doing? Come on in, sit down, relax. You're about to listen to the Art of Wrestling a professional wrestling podcast. It's a life podcast. It's a personal journal. It's an entryway into the minds, the souls, the hearts, and the lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Colt Cabana. Hello, everybody. I am a podcaster. I am a traveler. I am positive for life and negative for COVID. I am vaccinated, I am double vaccinated, then I got COVID, then I got rid of it, then I got a booster, and now I am here, uh, which makes me a wild man, I don't know at this point. Uh, Most importantly, I am a professional wrestler, and I am not sitting here live in my studio. Should we take that again? In my studio in Chicago, Illinois. No, I am in front of a live studio audience in Sydney, Australia at the Factory Theater. I wrote it down. Uh, before we get uh, started, this is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast supported by people just like you. We give it to you free of charge mm, some Thursdays now at this point. Spotify iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, the best way that you could support, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever. Uh, tell a friend, social media. I also have a Patreon where you can listen to the past archives ad-free. We put on bonus episodes. Uh, I also have other podcasts you can listen to. At this point when this comes out, brand new episodes should be soon or are out of Pro Wrestling Fringe. I have a call-in show called Wrestling Anonymous. And of course, all the past archives of The Art of Wrestling are on the feed uh, with ads. But the best way that you can support, coltmerch.com, digitalcult.com, t-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, and much, much more cult merch. 
dot au. Not available. I'm working on it, though. I'm working on it, though. Thank you. Uh, a lot of people asking, why am I here? Uh, I'm here to play tennis. I'm here to play tennis. Local, local jokes get you local work. That's what they say. Why am I here? I'm actually on a layover to Saudi Arabia where AEW is going to start a, a new rival show. <laughs> so I thought I would just stop in and say hi to everybody. Oh, nice shirt. Why am I here? WWE actually hired me to scout for WWE Australia, and then when I was on the plane, they fired me. So <laughs> thought I'd do a live podcast. Why am I here? John Silver and Alex Reynolds have sent me over here on a very special mission to recruit Nathan Jones to be in the Dark Order. <laughs> and I'm crossing my finger. I saw some big wrestlers back there. No Nathan Jones, though. Does he do local indies around town? Where was Nathan Jones from? Mm, when we wear these masks, no one can hear what anyone is saying. <laughs> I mean, please keep the masks on for my sake. Thank you. But uh, yes, Nathan Jones, famous to be from Australia, was a big fan. Uh, at this time, uh, usually I, when I do these in the United States or when I do these overseas, I like to have kind of a, um, a person with me, a wingman, if you will. And uh, usually it's my comedian friend, Marty DeRosa, but sometimes I'll have other comedians or like-minded comedic people and I uh, couldn't find one, so I decided no. So I decided to ask my good friend, and I'm very excited to uh, bring out Concrete Davidson. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How'd you go? Hi, Conco. I like to think of this almost as somewhat of like a late night show. The only example I would know of is, is Rove McManus. And so you're going to be uh, my, uh, the fat guy from the project. Yeah, Peter Hellier. Perfect. Peter Heller. Yes. Peter Hellier. I've been using that whole like uh, COVID time to get into Peter Hellier shape. Sure. So, perfect. And yeah. of course I know what the project is and I didn't just ask somebody, who's a side person? <laughs> What's the project? Project is like, I don't even know if the project knows what it is. Uh, it's a current affairs, but it's also kind of comedy. It's on like weekly on channel two. It, it's, you don't need to watch it. Okay. It's, it's okay. But I want to watch it so yeah. bad. Yeah. What's Australian's number one TV show besides AEW? <laughs> Jeez. Australia's number one show. I mean, it used to be Underbelly. I think now it's, yeah, it's probably Married at First Sight, which is... This uh, reality show. Apparently, one of the wrestlers from uh, uh, from Melbourne is going to be on the show. So, in this upcoming season. So very exciting. Has anybody seen it? Tommy Hellfire is apparently going to. He's on the. No. Does anybody here remember Tommy Hellfire from? Any, no. Okay. No. He's made a great impact on the Sydney fans. So, yes. Yeah. Here we he is like the impact of professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, and of course, the underbelly. 
That's where my penis is. That's why it used to be the number one show in Australia. (laughs) People wishing to see Colt Cabana's penis on Australian television. Uh, Conco, thank you very much for coming. Thank Uh, you for coming on short notice. Uh, We've we've known each other uh, almost a decade now at this point. Yeah, nearly a decade. So we teamed up for the first time in Perth, yeah, against Tama Williams, some of you may remember, and uh, Jonah, who some of you will definitely remember. Um, and I can't believe they, they let us out of Perth. But, yeah. yeah. Local joke gets local work. Yeah. <laughs> I heard they're all locked up over there. They are, yeah. No, back mm. then, though, it, was, it was 10 years ago. So. Back then, uh, 200 years ago, they were definitely locked up. <laughs> am I allowed? Am I allowed? I don't know anything. I'm a dumb American. Don't... Can I get canceled for that? No, that's okay. Okay. Right. We, too, way too soon. <laughs> 200 years. Yes. I, I agree with you. Uh, Conk, I asked you to kind of yeah. like help me out with my Australian because, again, like I, I just, that's something I barely know. The other day it was raining, and this is the only thing I know about Australian culture and dialogue. It was raining out. I went into a place. I said, can I buy an umbrella? And the lady goes, huh? And I go, can I buy an umbrella? And she goes, huh? Can I get an umbrella? Huh? And then I went in my Rolodex and I go, a brawly? And she goes, oh, an umbrella. I go, yeah. I love that she just said umbrella at the end. She said yeah. umbrella. So maybe you can help me out. Yeah, so well, you, you hit me up about this. So I thought, all right, I'll, I'll come up with a list of phrases that are commonly used. I have a few words, but mostly phrases. So first one, you little ripper. Ripper or ripper? Ripper. Because there's a famous talk show lady in America called Kelly Ripper. Yeah. I, I assume you're talking about Kelly Ripper. Yeah. So, and then I, I said I, w- I would use it in a sentence. So, Kelly, Kelly's not wrestling tonight. She's being replaced by you little Ripper. Kelly, quote unquote, you little Ripper. Is that oh, right? Spot on, that's it. No, you, you little Ripper is, uh, I guess it's like if your favorite team was to win, you'd be like, you little Ripper. No, I don't no. know. <laughs> Or you would say, you beauty, but like beauty would have to have three syllables. So like, you beauty. Yeah, but you're yeah. talking about one specific thing, you beauty. I would say to you, look at you, you little ripper, you're a beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're talking about a whole team. I think it can be used for both. You think you or you know? it can be used for both of you guys? Yeah. All right. Hey, all you little rippers out there, I appreciate that. Thank right. you. How about this next one? Strike a light. Strike a light? Yeah. Oh, that's, watch this. That is to... Light a match. So I would say, Sandman, I see you're smoking. You need me to strike a light. Oh, yeah. I, look, it, that would probably work. But I think strike a light is more like a, like, oh, you know, oh my God. It's kind of a, it's like its own exclamation mark. Oh, so know, that's so. what Joey Styles would have said about Sandman. Yeah. Smoking 25 cigarettes at one time. <laughs> strike a light. Yeah. All right, I'm learning. I'm learning. Thank you. Get a dog up, yeah. <laughs> Get a dog up ya. Get a dog up ya. <laughs> I had to look into the history of this one too, because, but yeah, I knew, I knew you'd be perplexed by this one. Get yeah. a dog up ya. This would be like British Bulldog is in the ring and Dynamite Kid is like harassing the little dog and he's like, Dynamite, get, a, get your dog up ya. Get a dog up ya. <laughs> get a dog up ya. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, get a dog up, yeah, means have a drink. Have a drink. Because it's related to... Which Dynamite Kid would also be doing. Because it's related to saying hair of the dog. You know I don't drink, right? No, yeah, I know, yeah. But now that I know this phrase, I'm a bit tempted. There you go. (laughs) Now that I've told you to get a dog up, yeah. To get a dog up, yeah. Not here to put socks on centipedes. Okay, classic saying, we all know this one. This is when a Royal Rumble is happening and there's so many people in a, inside of a ring and uh, it kind of smells like shit because all the wrestlers are just so sweaty. And I'm like, yo, in your front row, if you're a front row fan, listen, to all of you here today, if you're a front row fan and it's getting real smelly in that ring and there's like a 10-woman tag or a 10-man tag, you go, hey, I got to get some socks on these centipedes. Am I right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, it just basically means I'm not, not here to waste time. And it ha- it's got a more popular cousin, that phrase, which is, not here to fuck spiders. Right. And that was the Headbangers' first gimmick, the spiders. Yeah. 
And that's what Jim Cornette said to them when he fired them. Boys, not here to fuck spiders. Go wear a dress up north. Going off like a frog in a sock. Okay, that I've done many times in my adolescence. Which is obviously just jerking off in a sock. Um, when I was a kid and I saw that sunny poster, I was going off like a frog in a sock. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely where that came from. No, going off like a frog in a sock is just like, oh, that party was so great. that way, Oh, man, I was just going off like a frog in a sock. Yeah, but what does this... It means like, yeah, I guess it just means, means like you're having a great time. Great. Are I you, guess. Are you guys going to have a, a frog in a sock tonight at the show? Yeah. I want you all to have frogs in socks. Yeah. Do you think Mick Foley ever put a frog in his sock? <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Then, yeah. I feel when he did he a tour. to look for it, and then it's just like, where the... You're right. Like, that was his thing, a cheap pop. I think if he did a tour of Australia, went to go put Socko on, came out with, like, a, a toad, was like, oh, shit, frog in a sock. Yeah. Big pop. <laughs> Big pop. All right, last one. Last one. Drier than a dead dingo's donger. Okay, what would be drier than a dead dingo's donger? Donger? Donger. Yeah. After I wrestled uh, Brian Danielson, my mouth was drier than a dead dingo's donger. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. I wonder what the origins of that one is. That somebody saw a dead dingo. Well, tell me what it means first. It just—it's just a—it's just a, a—it's just that's the driest thing that I've. Oh, dry thing! Yeah, I got it. It's I nailed a dry it. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After the match, everyone's gonna go wipe off and get drier than a dead dingo's dunger. Perfect. Yeah. The Ultimate Warrior was known as the Dingo Warrior very originally, <laughs> yeah. and. Um, but he was Hulk never Hogan. dry. Come what, on. What's that? He was never dry. He, well, Hulk Hogan <laughs> used to dry off his donger. <laughs> And so I, allegedly, so I heard. All right. Cock, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Will you stick around for with me? Yeah, let's do All right. Yes. All right. At this time, I'm going to bring out my first guest. Uh, very excited. We got two. We got a two for one. Do you two. call that a BOGO over here or a two for one? Two for one. Yeah, two for one. Two for one. Uh, you have seen them all over the place until a global pandemic happened, but now they are yeah. back here, and we're so grateful. We, I'm as me as an Australian who is here to recruit Nathan Jones, we're so grateful. <laughs> Please welcome Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, the Aussie Open! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can I, can I take my mask off? Yeah, I was going to say, fuck, should I have my mask on? I could be, hold on, I could social distance. Let's, let's get real social distance. Hold on. This is great for an audio podcast. <laughs> We're killing it. Yeah, I'm going to go here behind them. Okay, come commentary. back. 
Okay. Good social distancing, everybody. <laughs> Kyle, you look like a real alternative comedian right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that a good thing? He doesn't even understand what that means. Doesn't understand no, the reference? Not at all. That went over his head. Front on the stoop, telling your stories. Hello, friends. I, I know... So t- tell me your, your COVID stories. Are we back? In Sydney, where I live. <laughs> Full time now. Can I get booked on the show? How come I couldn't get on the show tonight? Tell you about COVID stories? No, I mean, uh, your, your traveling stories. Were you, you guys were yeah. living we were in England? We were just in the UK recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for the last three months. Oh, you, you just were there? Yeah. Where were you before? Did you quarantine here? So, okay, so through the pandemic, I got stranded back here. Kyle came back here, and we hung out here for like the last year or so. And then, uh, yeah, with, with the world reopening, we went... Back to the UK in August for a few months, and now we're back here. But and what, what were the decisions for each of those things? <laughs> just trying to survive. <laughs> well, right. So take me, through, take me through, it's just like we got to go back to England, or now we have to come back to Sydney. Mm. So initially, so Davis first, he came home for a holiday in February 2020. Yeah. yeah, I broke my knee, I couldn't wrestle, and I was like, I'll come visit my family. Right. And then the world ended. <laughs> See, oh, you came right before it. Yeah. See, I was, fuck, I was going to say holiday, which to you means vacation, but to me means like a, a proper holiday. So I was like, Valentine's Day? Did you come? <laughs> yeah. I've got to be back for my mom. Yeah, I got a standing dinner with my mom every year. You came back and then you were stuck here. And were you stuck yeah. in the UK? Uh, no, so I wasn't stuck there. I made the decision to stay initially. I, in my head, was like, oh, it'll be over in a month or two. Everything will be fine. I'll just hang out here. I got to about, I want to say, July, June or July, and I was like, yo, this is pretty messed up. Maybe I should just go home. So, yeah, I just made the decision and came home, and I had to do the two weeks quarantine in a hotel back here. Were you guys living in a flat in England? Yeah, we were in a, like, a house share situation together, so we were in the same house in in different rooms and stuff. But sharing it. Sharing a bed. Mm-hmm. Is that right? <laughs> top to toe, top it, to toe. That's why you guys are such a good team. <laughs> that chemistry. <laughs> and what made you guys uh, made the decision to head to the UK in the first, in the first place? Oh, so we, we, so we individually made the decision. So it wasn't like a, we knew each other, we'd met like a couple times, but we each, just literally around the same time, just went, yeah, let's both move to the UK. We want to, Further our careers, I, we don't see it happening here in Australia. We thought that move was what was going to be best for us in the long run. So we each individually made the decision and just ended up being there at the same time. Were you both Sydney guys? No, so I'm from Sydney and Davis is Brisbane, so yeah. up north. But now are you Sydney guy? No. You're just here for this show? Yeah. I You're... came down this morning and I leave on Sunday. Did you drive? No, I flew. I flew. How far is Brisbane? I don't know. <laughs> it's like 12 hours. It is a 12-hour yeah. drive? Yeah. That's yeah. not bad. But you used no, to do I've the drive done. a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I've done the drive a few times. I've done the drive a handful of times, for sure. Yeah, because in America, when you first start out, like a five-hour drive is like, ugh. Sure. Right? Yeah. But, sure. but then when, you, when I talk to Canadians, they're like, we have to do an eight-hour drive to get out of the province. Yeah. So pretty much where I live in, um, in Queensland, if... If I want to wrestle anywhere outside of like two companies, I have to drive. So like I have to come here or I have to go to another state or I have to, I have to travel and it's always been that way. So yeah, I've done the drive loads of times, but thankfully I didn't have to today. Okay, well, <laughs> you're welcome. I've, spo- I've sponsored you. <laughs> this is my gift uh, to, to all of you. And so, I mean, you guys have become a very credible team. So you tried, thank you. We're doing our best here, Cole. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Yeah. And so did a promoter, like, force you to tag? No. It wasn't like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a little bit. It wasn't forced, but it was like a, oh, there's two Australians. Yeah. May as well. Yeah. The you first, know what I mean? The first person, I think, who, like, said to us, who sat us down and was like, you should be a team, was Pete Dunn. He's like, you're both Australian. You're both here at the same time. <laughs> Still a team. Yeah. I also hate that it was a very good wrestler. I wish it was like the shittiest promoter. <laughs> it just made us do yeah. it. Yeah, like, sure. I've made a good decision here now. Is that Australian or English? I don't know. <laughs> Not either one Not of them. Either of them. <laughs> Your team. And here we are today. Yeah. Tell me about your establishment in Australia before becoming established in 
England. And then on top of that, I remember doing shows with you guys and ELP was there. And he had also made the move. It just seemed like everyone was moving to England at this time. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because I think as opposed to like the US, it's a lot harder to get like work visas and that sort of thing. Whereas especially for like coming from Australia and I think it's the same for Canada because we're a part of the Commonwealth. It's very easy to get like just a two-year work visa so we can just move there for two years and um, yeah, work essentially. So I think that's the easiest thing. So it's a very, very easy jump between the two to just go oh, there's lots of wrestling in the UK. I can get a visa pretty easily, so let's just, why not? And were you well-established in Australia as you moved? And what was that decision like, I guess? I think it's hard to be established. Well, so now it's a lot easier. I think companies have like brought their level up to the point where they're like live-streaming shows internationally. The production's incredible, but I started wrestling in 2007 here, and I think I've maybe seen like 15% of the footage of my matches from that entire time. Because people just don't, they, like, nobody would have a VOD or people wouldn't produce DVDs. Things would just get filmed and then, like, left. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I was wrestling here for a really long time, since, uh, since 2007. The first time I wrestled for PWA was 2007. Yeah. Um, and I started training at PWA in 2013, so I wasn't around as long. But, um, yeah, I was on shows here for maybe two or three years before I'm in the movie. And then did you see other people moving out to make that move? And did you leave jobs? And to, like, I, it must be so hard to just leave yeah. the country. So for me, I had always like, I had kind of planned to do it in 2011. So I, I have dual citizenship uh, with German and Australian. So it's pretty easy for me at that time. I just had all the rights as like a UK citizen. So I was going to do it. And then... I think it was a relationship that stopped me from doing it. And then shortly after, I busted my shoulder really bad. So I couldn't wrestle for like two years. And then I came back. Uh, I was maybe wrestling here for like six months. And I wrestled somebody from the UK that was like, you should, you should like just try and make the move. You should come over to the UK. Who like, was it? It was Marty Skull. Okay. He was like, things probably aren't going to happen for you here. Like if you... If you want to do something with wrestling, you should try and make the move to the UK. And I hadn't even been wrestling for that long. I had two years off, and I think I was back for like six months. And I was like, I'll just do it. So, I, yeah, I left a job. I had a girlfriend. I just got rid of, like, a life. <laughs> but it's okay. I don't regret it. It's Hell good. yeah. yeah. Good decision. Yeah. And, th and things are looking good for you guys. Yeah, for Correct. sure. Yeah, I think yeah. COVID-19 has thrown in a few... Uh, roadblocks along the way but I think it's done that for everybody and yeah the position that we're in now is astronomically better than I think if we just sat around here and done nothing so yeah and I'm a big fan uh, the future is looking so bright and I look forward to um, I don't know saying I knew you guys when I guess <laughs> thank uh, you Colin. yeah of course. very much appreciated Colin Davis thanks, the thanks everyone thanks see you guys in a little bit appreciate it yep perfect I'm gonna have one of these waters. Yeah, please uh, do. My mouth is a little, a little dry. Yeah. Oh, would you say your mouth was that a setup? It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a nice, easy softball for you. There. Would you say your mouth is as dry as a dingo dead baby's donger? Specifically, a dead one. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, any notes? How'd I do? Okay. Still got it. You seem so confused up here right I now. I am, because there's, there's a mic on this one, so I gotta, I'll, I'll, I'll put Does it Does anyone here. know what's going on with him? <laughs> Clearly I don't. All right, here we go. All right, next up, I, I brought myself an American over, and uh, I'm, I'm so excited about it, who, is, uh, who has been wrestling a long time, but has also seen a lot of fame as, as recently, which is not what I'm about to say isn't the best thing to say, but uh, he has gotten a lot of fame from being on many of the episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, I, not as the subject. Not as a subject. <laughs> no. <laughs> please welcome Luke Hawks to the, to the stage, please. Luke Hawks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? 
purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, buddy. Hey, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Now, are you over here for tennis, <laughs> layover in Saudi Arabia, uh, getting fired, or recruiting Nathan Jones with me? I'm going to come recruit Nathan Jones with you. All right, good. Yes. yes. On our way to Saudi Arabia, of At, course. Wait, as you should. You ever been to Dubai? Um, I don't have that much money. Okay. <laughs> I'm a wrestler, man. Come on, bro. Uh, do you like the confidence I said that in? Like, oh, no one's been to Dubai? I hear it's great. I'm hearing great things. Great to have you here. Yeah, I, I started that off with saying you, you've been on TV a lot for Dark Side of the Ring. The XPW episode? It's crazy how much people watch that because I, I've got so much notoriety from that. Like, I'm literally walking down the street and I go, oh man, Luke Hawks, I've just seen you on Dark Side of the Ring. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's a good yeah. show. Are you guys getting that over here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah great. They want to know who's killing who, I guess. Do you guys get heels over here? Yeah. All right, yeah, that's my show, Heels. So uh, we're, we're about to start season two. Are you going to talk about that? No, I'm not in that show. <laughs> no, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know if we were going to ask about it, you know, because, uh, yeah, we're, about, we're getting ready to start prep for season two. Uh, my son, PJ Hawks, who you guys might have seen jump off the second story mall in that viral video last year that went crazy. That dummy, that kid. Yeah, that's my... It's his pin tweet. Yeah. So it's my pin tweet. Yeah, if you head over to my Luke Hawks 504 Twitter, you'll see it. What does a parent think when their son jumps off of the balcony of a mall uh, to gain notoriety? You were in the match. Well, I was in the match. You, you, think, you think two things. The first thing you think is, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. And then after he does not he doesn't fuck it up, you go, that's my boy. You know, it's like, yeah. Son, I need you to be famous. Jump off the balcony. It's funny because um, I, I don't, I'm sure you guys watch a lot of American wrestling. I have a company called Wildcat Sports over there. Cat with a K. Give it a little plug. We have some great, talented wrestlers, and we don't get really seen as much because we're in the South. The wrestling's really popular in the Northeast and on the West yeah, Coast. Yeah, and of course, Lucas from New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans. And my son was so pissed because when that clip went viral, everybody was commenting on it going, look at this dummy, he can't wrestle, so he has to jump off. And my son's a multi-time state champion, amateur wrestler, and a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler, but nobody ever pays attention to how good of a grappler. You know, you can be a really good grappler, nobody gives a shit. But, like, you jump off the mall, and everybody's like, damn, you see this kid? Look, you know? Nobody so, yeah. was talking about those new Jack Dean Malenko matches. Exactly. <laughs> per exactly. Yeah. Sadly, I did not watch Heels. I don't have stars. I know it's a thing. I know you co you helped coordinate. So, uh, I, I, was, I was a coordinator. I wore about ten hats on that show, but I also play a character called The Hole. You guys. Spell that? <laughs> the Hole. H-O-L-E? Yeah. The hole? Okay. The hole. You know, like the hole. Yeah, yeah. So he can The make thing I have in my butt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's where it comes from. But uh, no, so I play a character on that. And uh, yeah, we're getting ready to gear up for season two. I coordinated. So anything action you see is from this stupid head I got on my shoulders. So uh, been very fortunate with that. There was a great cast working with Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig and James Harrison and uh, Chris Bauer. All these guys. They, Trey Tucker. Those guys worked so hard. So when you watch it, like we had stunt doubles for everybody, but the actual actors did like 95% of the wrestling and stuff. The only thing like, the, even like the bigger stuff, some of them insisted that they do. Uh, but we had stunt, stunt doubles there for backup. But man, those guys were really hardworking. So if you do check out the show, you'll really see, you know, some guys getting down. Yeah, because I was talking to a, uh, Amazing Kong about, she was in Glow, and I would ask about the wrestlers. And she's like, yeah, they did... You know, they did, they did some things, but it's nice to hear that, like, when you watch some of the wrestlers, are you like, oh, I think they, if they wanted to wrestle in a show, they Oh, could. yeah, yeah, they definitely had, uh, the guy who plays Rooster, Alan uh, Molinero, 
phenomenal talent. I mean, they all could do it. You know, Stephen Amell's wrestled matches in the yeah. AEW and Ring of Honor. Uh, Alexander is, like, he picks things up like that. James Harrison, you, I don't know if you guys are familiar with James Harrison, pro, multi-time pro bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, linebacker of Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the best men in the NFL, right? It's like rugby, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With pads, it's... it's <laughs> It's like rugby, but we're pathetic. Yeah. So James was different breed, though. James would just watch something, and they'd go, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then he'd get in there and do it. And it was like, holy shit. Okay, yeah. Because you're, you're used to doing it. I, I run a wrestling school. So everybody who usually comes in from a wrestling school, they don't work out, usually. And they go, wait, you're coming here to train to be a wrestler. You know you got to go to the gym. You got to do squats and push-ups. But I think they come in there, and they think they're going to like, like it's Kane walking in the doors. I'm like, no, no, no. You got some years before we get to that. It's so wild because I was like, coming. I loved wrestling so much and I had such like a respect for it and I was like, I'm going to train. I have to do all of that. But I do see people who just like, I'm going to be in the NWO. And it's like, what? <laughs> Conk, I imagine in Australia there's so many people like oh, that. Yeah. But I, I started with a guy who was in his 40s and he looked like Jim Gaffigan and I think he thought he was signing up to like an actual, like a self-defense class <laughs> and it took at least four months for him to realize like that that's not what he signed up for. Uh, did he ever do a match? No, I remember one time he... Uh, he, he got an awe from someone in the front row. <laughs> he, went to, he went to go puke after a drill and then came back and we were like, you are right? And he said, oh, I just had a bit of a heave-ho. <laughs> Look, you're out there, Glenn. I'm sorry. Do you, do you train too? Yeah. Do I train like actively wrestling? No. Are you training wrestlers to be wrestlers? Uh, not really. Just not really anymore because uh, I just don't have time for it. Like we have coaches over there, so gotcha. I oversee everything when I'm home. Gotcha. But as far as getting in the ring, like it's it's rare. I do get in there sometimes with the guys. It's just when you're running the promotion, you're running multiple TV shows and you're doing all that stuff, you know, you just don't have time to do it. So I'm, even, I'm not even there most of the time. I'm, uh... I mean, I was, watching a, I was watching a movie. I've been watching a couple movies and I just keep on seeing you on my TV. And I know, like, in America, I'm on these billboards and it's kind of this, like in Chicago, I'm on these one-hour tease billboards. If you don't know me... They're just a thing out there. But if you know me, people will be like, oh my God, I saw you today. Oh my God, I saw you today. They keep on, you constantly see it. And I feel it's the same way. It's like, I know you and I keep seeing you in movies. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and the biggest one, obviously, I think was Fast and Furious for me. Or uh, Fate of the Furious, fa- Fast, Fast and Furious 8, that was one. Yeah. Whatever. And then, uh, it's, <laughs> you say pickle, I say gherkin. <laughs> Do you say gherkin over here? Yeah, see, I know. I, I, see, this is my first time here, so I haven't caught on with all the terms. So if y'all want to come, like, teach me, like, bad words when we get off of here, just oh, let me know. Wait till you hear about the dead dingo's donger. <laughs> is that right, Kunk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be, that was amazing. That has to be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's so, I was actually just talking about this with somebody in the back. It, it's weird because I love wrestling, and I've been in wrestling my whole life, and, like, everything I do is evolved revolves around wrestling and the promotion of school we still got it going and we provide a lot of opportunities for a lot of upcoming guys but uh my my career has taken off in the film world and i've done so many wonderful projects and work with so many great people i mean like like in working with things like on logan you guys probably seen logan with hugh jackman the last one there was a picture of hugh jackman stabbing a guy in the head and it was the first time he'd ever stabbed somebody in the head in a movie and it was a really big deal and that was my head he stabbed so like I woke up the next morning, I thought somebody died because when the trailer came out, I woke up and my phone was just going, it couldn't keep up, right? And then I opened it and somebody goes, hey man, are you in Logan? I thought you were going to say, I woke up and my head hurt so much because he stabbed me in the head. That too. Yeah. Nice guy though, Hugh Jackman. He's Aussie, right? I don't know, you tell me. He's an Aussie, right? Oh, is he an Aussie? Yeah. Is he like the most famous Aussie? Yeah. Uh, no, that would be Nathan Jones. Thank you. <laughs> Who we're on our way to recruit. And then I'm going to circle back to the Dark Side of the Rings. I know you try to dodge it, but I'm back for it, baby. Uh, XPW and Canyon, I think, were the two that you were in, right? Were you in any other ones? Um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about... I, I, you can talk a little bit about both of them, but I guess I would want to know about Canyon. And then I guess... I mean, you talked about Canyon in the episode. So have you... Like, kind of what was the reaction... 
from hearing from those people? Did you think that there was that going to be that much outreach or outcry for him afterwards? There seemed to be a lot of love online for it, which was, was nice. There was definitely a lot of love, and it was good because uh, we were weary about what was going to happen because the episode prior to that was the plane ride from hell, which like caused all this controversy. So they didn't know if people were going to tune in, not tune in, or what, you know, were they going to attack things on the show? How are they going to portray gay people on the show? All that stuff. So like they, there was all these questions in the air about it. And uh, I, 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 at the end of the day, I thought it was really well done. And of course, there's so much more to tell and so many more stories and so much got cut. But it's a, you know, what, a, probably a 48-minute show with commercials. You know, it's impossible to tell somebody like that's whole life and career and everything. But he was a, he was a wonderful human being. He was one of my best friends. That's his uh, picture on my arm right there. His Mortis skull. Um, and I couldn't say enough nice things about him. And I really wish he was around today. I say this all the time. I wish he was around today because he would flourish in today's world. He felt so, in his mind, he'd been beaten to think that, you know, it was wrong to be gay and people hate him for being gay. And, and you know, we did our best to tell him otherwise, but that's, that wasn't how he felt. And I wish that he was in today's society so he can see how loving people are and how caring people are. And, you know, I mean, because he was so talented and just a good human being. So I miss him. That's, Did you ever wrestle him? Yeah, I wrestled him a few times. Okay. Sorry if I'm blabbering. I, he, I love him, man. I love no, him. So no, I just, I'm saying, hell yeah. And then TV and movies, but you're also you're also doing you're with the NWA now, which is nice. Yeah, I'm with NWA. You guys watch NWA over here? Hell yeah! So there's a new show called NWA USA that just came out on YouTube. It's free, and I don't know if you guys know this, we're dropping Power back on YouTube for free as well. So uh, you can yeah check out every episode of Power coming up, and then uh, NWA USA. The very first episode debuted last week. Uh, it's online now. Check it out. It's a very, very emotional match for me. And because I, I just said this all on my social media, on like my Instagram and stuff. But for the first time ever, I wrestled my son. We're a tag team. I got a father-son tag team. I was doing it first, you know, before everybody started copying me and shit, you know. So we were doing it first. It's called Hawks Harry. We weren't the first father-son to tag team now, but we were the first ones to run with it as a full-time tag team. And which are you, the father or the son? I'm the son. Okay. He's, he's teaching me. <laughs> He actually does, man, because we're night and day difference. Like, you see, uh, if you're around me, Cole can tell you, you know, I'm, I'm a brash. I curse a lot. And my, my son's like, yes, sir. No, sir. Hello. How are you doing? Nice to see you. You know, he's so well-mannered and well-speaking. They're like, wait, that's your kid? I'm like, yeah, I, I hit him a lot. <laughs> so <you know>? he's, <laughs> he's so embarrassed of his father. He's like, I will never be like him. Unbelievable. Luke Hawks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for having me. You guys are great. How did you get on with that Narlins accent, all right? Yeah, I did all right with it. Should yeah. I get one of my sons to jump off a mall roof or something? Yeah, if you want fame, yeah. if, you, if you want to get viral, I got viral by sticking a sticker on Brian Cage's back. <laughs> um, much easier than jumping off of a balcony. You weren't even trying to. His back's just that big. It's so, well, that, he couldn't get the sticker. That's what... And uh, I have tried to make money on YouTube for so long, uh, putting my wrestling matches on there, my comedy skits, my promos, and the most money I've made is by putting a sticker on Brian Cage's back <laughs> taken from my Vine account. <laughs> so you never know what's going to hit. You never know. Vine was great, right? Oh, the best. Oh. Don't get me. You got TikTok? I, I have an account, but it's, it's not for... They were talking for you, like they were they like, were. "Yes, Concrete has TikTok, and it is atrocious." Yes, it is. He, him, and Shaza do all the dances. Yeah, you seen that one. Yeah, and yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I tried to thumbs down it, but you can't on TikTok. <laughs> all right, we have one last guest. Uh, he also was all over the world until COVID came and said, "Fuck you." Yeah. Uh, please welcome to the stage, Robbie Eagles. <laughs> The tank top makes you look big. That's the plan. Wait, hold on. The... Oh, what do you... Uh... No, you don't call it that. <laughs> Who said that? As she... You're lucky you already have a bandana and mask on, so I can't see your face. 
What do you, you uh, vest, your vest makes you, is that what you call it here? Singlet? Singlet, yeah. yeah. A singlet. But you guys call singlets like the wrestling, like the yes. like amateur singlet. But now I'm going to call it a tank top. Right. <laughs> We're just going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, no, I, I, I was going to try to think about the first time that we met. And it was on a show. Yeah, it was uh, House of Hardcore. It was at House of Hardcore. Yes. Okay. And very impressed. I think I told you that day. But I think I had been seeing some of your clips online before that. Yeah, maybe. Is that right? Yeah, that's like, I mean, I guess in the world of us, it's so, okay. Ugh. Talking is hard, Colt. <laughs> uh, I'd imagine Australia is so hard to break into the mainstream wrestling. And I was telling somebody the other day about you saying that, like, I think he's kind of like the first one of this era to not have to leave the country to kind of make it. Tell me your thoughts on that statement. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're pretty much right. I think maybe Mike and Shane from TMDK. Who had to come to America. That's true. Constantly. Yeah. Right? But go on. But once they kind of had their solid place in Pro Wrestling Noah, they were kind of the guys that we all looked up to. Like, oh, they get to go away, but they still get to bring experience back to Australia and headline shows here and still be a part of it. But... That's pretty much how I feel, exactly okay. as you... I just don't want to give any credit to Mikey and Shane. <laughs> if my editor can just beep that out, and by editor, I mean me, I will do it. Not a problem. So th those guys are the first... Were there any before Mikey and Shane in the... Like, who was... Oh, Nathan Jones? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we would want to call him one of our own, but yeah, he was pretty much the only one that we would cling on to, and then somehow the Bushwhackers, even though they're from New Zealand... Nathan didn't really, like, do anything down here. He was just kind of... The Bushwhackers? They did it all, baby. Oh, I meant Nathan. They oh, actually but... started COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that I believe. Yeah, they just licked everybody's head. It formulated. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I guess that would, that would make sense. I, I have a feeling, like, you and Will Osprey work so well together. Agree or disagree? Agree. And, and Will has that, like... I don't know, pride of a backyard wrestler, right, into becoming this uh, just really polished professional wrestler. And I don't want to say, I would like you to say that before I say that about you. I feel I heard that, or there's some kind of truth to that, right? Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Uh, once, once Will started speaking about it so publicly, and like he was a top guy, and people weren't kind of roasting him at the stake for it, I was like, oh, cool, I can talk about being a backyard wrestler too. Awesome, I'm going to tell everyone now. Yeah. So yeah, I am proud of that, but right. obviously I've done some other stuff. Yes, but tell me about your backyard wrestling and uh, how, like, how it forms into, like, does it form into I should be a pro, like, I guess we should do real shows, or kind of like my friends uh, Matt Cross and Josh Prohibition just kind of started backyard wrestling, and then their backyard shows just kind of became real shows, and then they all became real wrestlers. Randomly, Yeah, I think the, the big thing for me was I was sick of the temperamental weather in Australia and getting shows called off just because it was raining outside. So I was like, man, I want to be a pro wrestler because I just want to wrestle indoors. That was it. I didn't want the money. I didn't need the ring. I just wanted a roof over my head, to be honest. Okay. So, so you, you and your friend, did you and your friend start running indoor shows? Yeah. So we, uh, oh, no, no, we didn't. To, uh, my brother-in-law now, we actually started training here at PWA together. Okay. It wasn't like we got to run back in backyard shows in backdoor backyard back shows. Door shows. Backdoor, backdoor shows. shows. Yeah. It's a whole different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe and rate, please, on iTunes. <laughs> uh, you were like, oh, we want to wrestle inside. We should get trained. Yes, that's okay. exactly how it went. And it was you and... Uh, he wrestled under Lucas Kelly. And you guys made that decision together as backyard people to get trained. Yes. Okay. Uh, who, and who was training at PWA? Uh, it was Madison Eagles. Say that again? Madison Eagles. Okay, Madison Eagles. Yeah. Great. Um, and then, like, I mean, I guess you talk about Mikey and Shane, but it's not like they're coming to you every week and, like, making you this uh, great wrestler that you become, right? So, like, how does that form in a place where it's hard to form that? I think it was a lot of uh, just, like, pride within ourselves as professional wrestlers and 
you know, I, I felt like part of the, the head of the pack in that and saying that anyone that trained with me and alongside me, we always had that mentality of we're seeing what everyone else is doing and no one's seeing what we're doing. So we just need to be ready so that when they do come our way, we're not only impressing them, but we're beating their expectations of what they're going to see before them. So, And who, are, who, really are you, who are you watching to say, like, this is what I'm going to form myself into, I guess, who's kind of influential on you? Oh, man, I think the influences here, like, changed a lot. Um, there was a point in time where PWA was heavily influenced by Chikara Pro, so we kind of took that as, like, let's be kind of that style and make it our own. And then it was just anyone that was successful. We were going, okay, what are they doing to be at the top of professional wrestling and how can we not copy that but emulate it in our own style? So we were pretty like multifaceted when, when we looked to our inspirations in professional wrestling. And what about your physical style of wrestling? Like the flying and the cool shit. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I grew up watching Rey Mysterio. Okay. And he was the guy that hooked me when I first saw WCW as like a six, seven-year-old kid. So that was always kind of the go-to. Like anytime I was like, I need to learn a new move. What did Rey Mysterio do in 1998? Okay, I'm going to do that. What was your favorite Rey Mysterio match? Uh, I mean, the West Coast Pop, the Springboard Hurricane Rana. But I don't think I've ever really done that. What was your favorite match? Uh, Match? uh, Am I putting you on the spot? No, probably Eddie Guerrero, okay. Halloween Havoc. I just remember he wrestled Silver King once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like on a random thunder, and it was like, fuck, these two are so good. Silver King's one of those like under-the-radar luchadors that a lot so of people good. won't know unless they know. Yeah, so good. Did you ever get to wrestle on a show with Ray or, and or wrestle him? No. Yeah. No, I haven't even met him, so. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> I've met him before. Yeah, I guess, and that's the thing about being I guess on this island solo is just like it's so that the opportunities and the people that I've been able to to be afforded uh, it's just not there for you that's why it's so hard to see you guys come out and and go out and make a name now um, obviously I I would assume the the coolest thing going on right now for you is the New Japan oh yeah 100% yeah so maybe talk to me a little bit about how that starts and then we'll talk a little bit about um, becoming kind of a rock solid piece of it it, uh, it all comes back to Will Ospreay because when he decided to make a trip to New Zealand and Australia as kind of like a holiday, he also started taking on some bookings while he was around and he found out about my backyarding past and then he thought that was pretty cool. Fuck, I should have told him my backyard wrestled. <laughs> and apparently they just kind of connected us. So uh, um, we had the match set and my expectations were kind of like whatever he wants to do because we had this kind of trend of we would just listen to exactly what the international wrestler wanted to do when they would come to our side of the the world. As you should. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm doing right now. Um, But yeah, so I went into that thinking, you know, he's kind of going to dictate the match a little bit, but he was super open, listened to all my ideas and uh, what we put together was magic for anyone that was... At Paddington for that show, um, it was really unexpected. Anyone at Paddington for that show? Please raise your hand on this audio podcast. That was Thank a joke. You. That was a joke. It's just a clap. Sea of hands. But yeah. And so that opened the door the same way that I guess Okada would go to Rev Pro, right? And saw Will Ospreay and was like, "We should bring this guy." Does he do the same for you? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and then from there, kind of just kind of kept snowballing. The next thing was they came, New Japan came here for a tour of Australia um, in 2018 and uh, it was Bad Luck Farley that time that kind of took a shining to me. And I made my way to New Zealand and trained at the Farley Dojo for a small stint, um, got to perform in front of Jado and then he saw me and then that kind of just was the chain reaction. I got my, myself in front of the right eyes and then once I had enough people backing me, uh, I think it was just kind of like the door wedged open a little bit. I, planted my foot there and I was like I'm not letting that close behind yeah. me did you get inspired by any of Bad Luck Fale's TikToks all the time okay, who good. doesn't <laughs> okay. okay and then w- did you have a moment I don't know I guess it was a little bit different for me because I, I went over to New Japan and I was tagging with, with Yano and I don't I don't know for me if it was a moment of like where I could have a, a solidarity or a solid like I, I, I'm here I'm part of this because there are people you know I, I wrestle for four different promotions in Japan and sometimes you just come over and you do a, a tour and sometimes you'll leave. But you want to be part of the conversation the whole time. So for me, it was, I was kind of willed right into this tag team that was very fun. And I knew that we had chemistry. Uh, 
how were you positioned? Were you positioned to like maybe be a one-time guy or did they give you an opportunity to wrestle a guy to see if you were going to be coming back? Well, yeah, so my debut was with the Bullet Club and I was uh, Taiji Ishimori's tag team partner and our first match in the Junior Tag League was against Tiger Mask and Jushin Liger. So I think that was kind of setting me up, mm. but they were still kind of like 50-50 on me at that point, I want to feel, because... You know, I wasn't contracted at that point. I was just doing tour to tour and there was nothing past that. I was coming home and then maybe that was one and done. Uh, but I think I, again, exceeded expectations and pleased everyone that had put me in these positions. And they then brought me over and that would have been the next time we saw each other was for the Ring of Honor weekend in Japan. And I did well again there, I think. And then from there, it was kind of like, hey, I had to make a decision where I had my nine to five that I'd been working at for six years. And I was going up that corporate ladder pretty hard. And they were like, hey, you can't take any more time off. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. You guys don't have to pay me. And they're like, no, we don't care if we don't pay you. You can't take any more time off. So I quit. And the next day, they called me and offered me my contract. So, oh, what a moment. I just got goosebumps. That's great. Uh, and then signing that contract has, had to be everything, right? Yeah, it was... Uh, that was like full circle for my wrestling career yeah. at that point. And then I started a new circle after that. Oh, yeah. And then you, you had told me before that you're kind of from a small town. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not from like the city of yeah. Sydney. I'm from the southwest suburbs. So okay. some people would dislike that. But yeah, it's nice. Well, I mean, you made fun of me because I called downtown Sydney, downtown Sydney. And apparently that wasn't a thing. Yeah, I mean, like you guys wouldn't call it downtown, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me being a bully. Um, yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to my head is just this, I guess, this kid from the Australian suburbs, just fucking a, a dot on the map, wrestling Jushin Thunder Liger, right? <laughs> it's got to be, being a backyard wrestler, just like watching these tapes, you know, I, I, I take in those moments. I hope you do too. Oh, all the time. And like, luckily for me, one of the first times we started performing here like, regularly at the Factory Theatre, I got to tag with Liger right before he retired. So, again, like, my career does all these parallels and, full, like, full circles or 360 revolutions, but I'm super grateful and lucky for where I started and where I am and where I'm hopefully going to continue to go. Now, is 360 revolution... Are, are we talking about your moves or what's happening here? 450's better. 450's, okay. Rob Eagles, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, dude. Gunk. Yeah. You want to uh, you want to hype up the Austra Australian wrestling scene for me and my listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're here at uh, PWA tonight. We have that to look forward to. So all the shows now are going to be live streamed on Fight, uh, which is huge. Like that was um, that was a big that was a big thing to get put together, I suppose. So they're always putting up like what time you can check out everything. So it's going to be live, and then the replays obviously there. And then if you're in Australia, obviously come down, check us out. At the Factory Theatre is a great venue here. We also got another good one at Max Watts uh, out at, um, well, sort of more, yeah, where would you say? It's a little more in, towards the city. That's more downtown Sydney. It's Max Watts. Uh, good little venue. Uh, Nui Pro is doing great stuff. And then there's awesome stuff around the country. EPWs, Shane and Mikey, all the redacted. Um, mm. <laughs> then there's like uh, Wrestle Rampage, Wright City Wrestling in Adelaide. Uh, and then obviously like Melbourne City Wrestling down in Melbourne and prowrestlingaustralia.com.au. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you everybody for coming. Uh, I've had a, such a, a great time. I'm actually going to go back to my studio apartment right now for some plugs and... Upcoming events! Go download Pro Wrestling Fringe and Wrestling Anonymous wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the whole back archive of The Art of Wrestling for free. Wherever you listen to podcasts, get all the podcasts ad-free over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Colt Cabana. For five bucks, you get two bonus shows a month of Wrestling Anonymous, and you can watch the video of this very podcast if you want. For ten bucks a month, I send a different vinyl sticker and personally write out the envelope and give everybody a fun nickname. And at $20, I'll send a new swear word and I'll autograph it too. Collect them all. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube is all at Colt Cabana. Follow me on the social media. ColtMerch.com is where you can buy all Colt merch, including brand new AEW Upper Deck cards. My very first cards ever 
from my personal collection. I'll send it to you and I'll autograph it. ColtWrestling at gmail.com is my very public email. That's where you can hit me up for shows, conventions, or business or non-business stuff. Or send something fun to my P.O. box, which you can find on my website, ColtCabana.com. Follow my guests on social media at LukeHawks504 on Instagram and Twitter. At RobbieEagles underscore on Instagram and Twitter. At KyleFletcherPro on Instagram and Twitter. At DunkZillaDavis on Instagram and Twitter. Plus, the night I recorded this podcast, Aussie Open wrestled two junior Aussies named The Velocities to a 45-minute epic match that was a rematch of their first epic match. Well, that exact match is coming to York Hall for Rev Pro on Sunday, May 22nd in London, England, revolutionprowrestling.com for ticket information. Upcoming for me, check me out Sunday, March 20th at gloryprowrestling.com in St. Louis, Missouri, and check alleliterestling.com to see where AEW is touring. No guarantees I'll be wrestling that night, but you know me, I'll try to sneak myself on the show. Podcast cover art designed by Jimmy Lee, photo by James Musselwhite. The forever sponsor is One Hour Tees, who helps bring you ProWrestlingTees.com. I have a brand new Maxwell Street, Chicago, Illinois shirt, and I absolutely love it. You can get that, past designs, and even custom video messages over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cole Cabana. All right, let's head back to the stage so I can say my goodbyes. Let's give a, a, a big round of applause for some of my guests. Concrete Davidson! <laughs> Aussie Open, Luke Hawks, Robbie Eagles. This has been the art of wrestling for Colt Cabana. I'm Colt Cabana. Thanks. <laughs>